Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time as we are talking Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, the man who's right 52% of the time, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is the man who's right 53% of the time, Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? It's a harder than 1%, but someone's got to do it. It's true, uh, yep. And well, thank you. Great to have you. And rounding out our trifecta, as always, is the man who's right 51% of the time, Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Well, that means you're wrong 49% of the time. Uh, I'm doing good. All right. Doing well. it's, uh, I mean, we're, we're recording this currently as the world burns to a nice crisp around us. But uh... the Senate is back in session, which is good, because mm-hmm. I tweeted earlier today after uh, the Georgia special election was called for John Ossoff. Like, well, John Ossoff is going to join the Democratic majority in the Senate when the new, the new session starts. I'm like, well, you're assuming there's going to be a Senate. That's a big assumption at this point. But apparently <laughs> there's going to be one. Oh. I was kind of hoping for Mad Max, but I'll settle for a Senate. I don't think I could survive in that type of world. I don't know. I remember I took my wife to see uh, Fury Road, which is a dope movie, and she had no idea. She thought it was like a zombie thing. I dragged her to that because I'm a a big Mad Max fan, and and she had no idea it was going to be this great female empowerment movie. So she got, like, way into it, obviously. And uh, by the end, I was like, so what do you think? Uh, I was like, I was I remember uh, driving home. Well, first off, I sat in my car and I thought to myself, God, my car is so boring. And then, <laughs> and, then I tur- and then as we were driving home, I was, I was asking her, so do you think I could survive in that sort of scenario? And she goes, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think you'd be like the uh, the guy. The Im- She's like said you'd be Immortan Joe. And I'm like, wow, really? You think I could rise to the rank of tyrant in the apocalypse? I was going to say I was going to be one of the fools begging for water. And then, like, just having not showered in weeks. I was like, that'll be me. No way I rise to the rank of tyrant. <laughs> yeah, if I'm lucky, I'm playing the flaming guitar on the car. Oh, yeah, God. That's the best case scenario for me. (laughs) To just be that metal, you know? (laughs) So good. Uh, Anyway, uh, we finished uh, year five of our uh, picks so far. Here are the all-time records. Bill Needles technically in first place. 254 wins, 237 losses, and a nice 14 pushes. Uh Matt Pierce, uh, 254 wins. Also, uh, I got 241 losses, so a few more losses. Uh, Bill's got four more pushes as I round out with 10 pushes. Uh, Craig, 238 wins, 248 losses, so technically below 500, but the 19 pushes uh, definitely get you into uh, get you above 500 and into a nice 51% of the time uh, being right. So, which, you know, I guess we're above 500, which is good. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see us get into the like 54, 55 range. Cause that's, that's where you, you start actually making money right now. We're just, we're, we are tur- churning out over the five year period, just a, a slight profit amongst the three of us, which is great. Any profit is good profit, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to, I think we can do it a little bit better. Uh, I finished 49 and 36, just one shy of cracking, uh, the, the 50 barrier, uh, on this podcast, which is upsetting. Did- I, I guess I set the wins record, but pretty good year overall. Yeah. Take it. Did the Chiefs yeah. put the screw to all of us this week? Because I know that my brother and I had a ticket that uh, 
went down because of the Chiefs. Did you have the Chiefs as well? Did I have the Chiefs as well? I don't think so. I remember I was, uh, yeah, you, you had you had the Chiefs. Uh, I was on the Giants, which, uh, you know, w- Willie Goldman obviously tried to kill me at the end. <laughs> I was just, oh, my heart. Um, but, no, I was on uh, I was on Teddy Covers who let me down. But, you know what? If Teddy's gonna go twenty and two on as a uh, as a home dog, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna let uh, let him off the hook for for pooping the bed uh, one time. Um, and the that, other one I was uh, on was Chicago. That was a pretty dominating outing by the Saints. They were they were yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I, I didn't. The, it, it was quite clear that the Panthers decided to not show up that day. But uh, what are you gonna do? Sometimes you get clipped by that. But uh, yeah, Bill had four and one, almost had a five and zero oh as he he won the final week of the season. The only one he got wrong was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who clipped you guys. But you guys were both on Buffalo, so uh, I would say you you, you kind of balanced yourselves out there as uh, yeah. That- who eh? <laughs> <Good> boy <laughs> with the with the Miami um, Dolphins? I, I, this is probably an off-season conversation, but the, if you're a Dolphins fan, you went ten and six. But don't you have like, and even if you made the playoffs, wouldn't you have to be disappointed by the season because Tagovailoa just did not look good? I mean, I think I should. I I'm not in the Tagovailoa is still close enough from that hip injury to me, and they did not really truly unleash him as far as because like the big thing with him at Alabama was his legs, right? Like he he just he was so good getting out of the pocket, and he wasn't able to do any of that. Whether it's the hip injury, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off judgment. I would say if I was a Dolphins fan, I would have that trepidation that you're you're speaking to. But I, I, at the same time, I'm like, you got to see of what he's like next year, right? If, if he can oh, move around course. in the yeah, pocket, yeah. right? All I'm no. saying is the guy that went during the next pick after looked super good. Yeah. But, I mean, we discussed this last week that, like, if, yeah. if the Dolphins had taken if, Herbert, I would have had a – yeah, I would have had a stroke. Yeah, like, it yep. would have been – it would have been in a metaphorical stroke, obviously. But I would have been like, yeah. With- with Josh Allen's transformation, I'm hesitant to give up on anybody anymore. That's, fair. that's true, yeah. And, and that's going to be the thing. Yeah. 2018 quarterback classes. After year one, everyone's like, well, Baker's the guy that everybody wanted. The Browns are right. They, they, year two, everyone's like, well, Lamar, that's the guy you want. I can't believe he lasted the whole first round. But at this point in our lives, isn't it very, very clear that Allen is, if you were going to build around one of those guys, he'd be the guy? Yeah. and, and I mean, this year, yeah, for sure. And Josh Allen's going to lead to the downfall of many a team going forward. Like, cause I mean, you think about how Arizona quickly turned around from the other Josh in that draft, Josh Rosen, where they were like, Nope, this ain't going to work. And we can draft Kyler Murray. Now they had the first overall pick and that affords you the ability to do that. But there's going to be some people who are like, well, Josh Allen, you know, kept improving every year. We yeah. just got to stick with it. Right. And that's going to lead to a few, few yeah. teams that just a lifetime too of long. second year quarterbacks doing terribly. Yeah. Mm, so bad. Yeah, well, let's not talk about this. Uh, <laughs> well, you're gonna get Matt Stafford. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, you're you're gonna get Matt Stafford, the true log. Which is why, like, ooh, that that little bungle by the Broncos uh, coaching staff at the end of that game might have been for like, God, if we win this game, I'm gonna get stuck with Drew Lock. Time out! Time out! Time out! Well, now the GM has changed. So yeah. that is fascinating fascinating part of this Has so we'll really, see really though because i he just uh, you know i think so. I, I don't think they would have changed the rules unless they were going to change the rule you know what i mean mm-hmm. like Maybe. that's it just based on the statement and we'll see um it's just such a weird like you know john elway's decade is gm everyone's gonna look back and i'm like man that sucked but they won the division five times in a row made the super bowl twice and won once yeah Can't argue i know that. 
Exactly. Yeah. It just, I mean, obviously the biggest criticism they have on that is he hasn't been able to find a guy that can go uh, under yeah, centers that, that wasn't yeah. a free agent Hall of Famer, right? Yes. That is that is fair. Now, recruiting is part of the job. Mm-hmm. It was extremely good at that because that's how you get DeMarcus Ware. That's how you get Akeem to leave. That's how you get TJ Ward. And then you have this all timer defense that wins you Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like, yes. Uh, the fa- like, and, and the other positions on the roster, in, on, on Denver's roster right now, they're in pretty good shape at all the yeah. spots. I not. Every spot on the roster except for that one, if, if they're healthy, to be clear. Like they had an, a, an insane amount of injuries on defense this year. But if they're healthy, they're a pretty good position. They're in a pretty good spot on everywhere else in the roster, except for except for that one spot, which they have consistently got wrong since Peyton Manning was was there. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, uh, let's talk about playoff games because yeah, I, absolutely. I don't, I don't need to be sad about the Broncos right now. <laughs> Fair. Plenty of time for that in the off season. Um. All right. So six wild card games this week as we have now added the 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 only uh, as as now we have only. Two or two bye week teams, one in each conference. The logic f- guy hates it because I think that the top two teams should get a bye, but the football fan of me is like, oh, six games this weekend, eh? <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay. exactly you know I mean? like that's that's fine. Yeah. I think I'm in the exact same spot, and the first game is something that we can will will lead us into that nicely because the Buffalo Bills were 13 and three. The Buffalo Bills, I think, have been. Like I mean, I'm still probably going to pick the Chiefs over them if it if it is indeed the the Bills Chiefs uh, AFC title game that everyone suspects it to be, but nobody's playing better right now than the Buffalo Bills. Yep. They finished 13 and three. Their three losses this year, gentlemen, were the Tennessee Titans on a Wednesday because the Titans didn't have COVID because the Titans couldn't get their their shit together with the COVID. Um, five days later it, on some a, people thought they should have had to forfeit to the bills, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I believe I said that on this podcast, uh, right. five days later at four o'clock on a Monday, they played the defending Super Bowl champions in the rain and lost that one. And then they lost the hail Murray game. So those are their three losses. And you know, those are three losses that have very real, very clear explanations as to why they lost. So, they're right there with the Chiefs in terms of uh, the the amount of dominance that they they've had. The only the only win on their roster that I or win on their you know thirteen that I would say was a little suspect was the week two win against the Rams with the questionable pass interference call that occurred at the end of that game. But like other than that, just a a sterling sterling record for the Buffalo Bills. And uh, what is their reward for this uh, <laughs> this performance? Oh, they get one of the better defenses in the league coming into their oh, building. This is this is true. If you look at the six teams playing on the road this weekend, who would you less rather play than the Colts? Rams, Buccaneers, Ravens, Bears, Browns. Yeah. Maybe Tampa, maybe Baltimore, but I'm not sure. Are the Colts the best of those six teams? I think so, too. The the Colts, I think, are going to be the... I'm not sure, but I think there's a conversation to be had there. I think Tampa Bay is probably the best of those six teams, but you can at least talk about whether it's the Colts. The, the Colts are going to be the, the I think, the hot, like when everybody's looking for, oh, I got to pick a road upset. And I think the Colts are, are quite clearly going to be the uh, the road up, the the hot road upset among the pundits yeah, this, this week. It is stupid. Buffalo didn't deserve this, but it's it's what it is. I really, I truly believe this. I really, really believe Buffalo's the second best team in the league. I, I really I, believe I, I'm right there with you. Well, let's do the tail of the tape. I think. I, yeah, yeah, sure. Because the the like, and what you're gonna say about the defense? Remember, they were really good in the second half of the season. The first half, they were lousy. 
Tail of the tape, please. Uh, the tail of the tape, Buffalo Bills, fourth in DVOA, fifth offensive, 12th defensive, fourth in special teams. Colts, 10th in DVOA, 12th offensive ranking, 7th defensive, and 10th in special teams. Their records against the spread this year, gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills, 11-5, and five, tied the Miami Dolphins for best record against the spread. The Indianapolis Colts, 8-8, eight and eight, so a little bit middling. So these are both two teams who have been very good at covering the spread all year. The spread for this game, Bills minus six and a half. And this year, um, normally we would try to go, uh, it would be 11 and 0 against the spread, which, you know, we've never done or even really come close to doing because that's really frigging hard to do. Um, we pick every game against the spread this year uh, because it's our fifth year. I'm uh, ordering us to not only pick against the spread, but we're going to take the over-under for each game. So we're going to recommend one side of the spread and the over-under for each each game, and I'm going to keep track of our playoff records and, and see who comes out on top for Funsy. So a nice little uh, playoff thing. Uh, Bills minus 6.5, over-under 51.5. Bill, where are you on this one? I like the Bills. Mm. I, I think the, the Colts are a, a – solid football team but the bills are good on both sides of the ball um I, I think they're a significantly better team um they're playing at home i i like the bills going into this by i i would bet them at eight um and then in terms of the over under uh under i think you're going to see a conservative pool i don't think you're going to see the bills go out and score 37 points like i said the colts are a very well-rounded team i don't think they're going to give up that much i just don't think they'll be able to keep up I agree with you. This six and a half is crucial. This game actually opened up at six and a half on Monday and on Tuesday all day, it was seven. So it, it, it went up to seven and now it's back down to six and a half. I liked it at the six and a half. I with you with Buffalo that I liked them at the seven as well. I was still going to pick them at the seven. I'm glad it dropped down to the minus six and a half though. So we get that nice hook, but uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I completely in sync with you on this one, Bill. I'm, I'm going to be on Buffalo minus a six and a half with the under. Craig, where are you on this one? Uh, it's got to be Buffalo. I just think that this is, uh, this is a tough matchup. This is a tough matchup, but it's got to be Buffalo for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, official pick for this one, Billy? Buffalo. And the under for you? Yep. All right. Buffalo minus six and a half with the under for billy uh craig official predictions for this one Uh, i'm gonna go the same way all right so that uh, we're gonna make that a clean sweep uh i just i don't think the cold score a lot today uh on on saturday rather i just don't i just well i mean we can get into some say to say buffalo wins by a touchdown on the under you kind of have to be believe that you know what i mean i just don't think that's what's gonna happen yeah and i just i mean the colts offense i realize jonathan taylor has has made himself very impressive over the last few weeks and good for him but uh i just i think like i think the colts will be in hot upset warren sharp i know i've been he's been screaming on social media and twitter that the this colts defense is just severely overrated because they've played the easiest strength of schedule um compared to everybody else especially against opposing and if you look at the quarterbacks they've played with the exception of deshaun watson uh the the names are are pretty lackluster um the bills are a much better defense than they're getting credit for and i I just you know then you get phil rivers going into uh buffalo in cold weather you know phil rivers has played pretty comfortably on the west coast and in domes his entire life so uh 
I and you know he's he's older and this is probably going to be his last kick at the can. So I would be wary of Phil Rivers reaching reaching back into the time machine for this game though because it, it, it this is his last stand one would assume. Um, yeah. But Buffalo is also going to have some fans in this one, which uh, because as you guys all know, once the playoffs start, it's impossible to spread COVID in a stadium. But you can only do that in regular season games. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. science. Yeah, absolutely. Science. Uh, but yeah, all three of us clean sweep Buffalo minus the six and a half with the under, uh, next up the four o'clock game. The Los Angeles Rams are heading to Seattle. Here's the tale of the tape. The Seattle Seahawks fifth in DVOA six, 16 and three are their units. The Los Angeles Rams ninth in DVOA 10, four and 30. So the special teams, a huge anchor for the Los Angeles Rams. And that stuff always bores out in playoff games. Let me tell you that like the, the ugh, special teams, it can be a killer uh, records against the spread. Seattle Seahawks eight and eight Los Angeles Rams nine and seven. So relatively even against the spread, which is something that uh, concerns all of us. This game spent a little bit of time. Same, same thing as Buffalo opened up at minus three and a half. Got bet up to minus four. So Monday was minus three. Tuesday it was minus four all day for the Seahawks. And now it is back down to minus three. So the current line on this one, Seahawks minus three and a half over under 42 and a half. Jared Goff practiced a little bit today with his uh, surgically repaired thumb uh, nine days (laughs) after the surgery. It looks like they're going to try to give it a go with Goff. But I would be somewhat stunned if we didn't see Wolford at some point in this game just because it. I don't know. I guess if you're a Rams fan, you have to ask I yourself. Think, I don't think Goff's going. You don't? I, I think he's out there. I think he's out there to make to make the Seahawks think that he might be. I, I just how can you possibly count on a guy who had his thumb surgically repaired less than two weeks before this game to go out there and throw the football properly? I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, quite frankly, it changes nothing either way for me. I don't like if the, like. Because I would prefer if it was Wolford, because then all of a sudden it's like, hey, uh, a quarterback making his second start on the road in the playoffs—that's a fade, right? Um, either way, it's Jared. Go- it's either going to be Wolford again, a rookie quarterback making his second start on the road in the playoff game, or a busted up Jared Goff. Either way, I'm on the Seahawks minus the three and a half. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, it has to be Seattle. Uh, I think this line's a little bit too low considering the possibility of. A guy making a second start, being in an NFL playoff game on the road. Uh, so, yeah. And I, I know what people are looking at. They're saying, hey, wait a minute. Didn't the Rams kick crap out of the Seahawks earlier this year? Yeah. But Goff played maybe the worst game he's played as the Rams quarterback, which is saying something against uh, the Seahawks just a couple weeks ago, even if it is Goff. Uh, so, yeah, I want the Seahawks. I think this line's too low. Yeah, this will be the third meeting between these two teams. One and one. You mentioned Seattle beat them 20-9 to nine, uh, at the end of December. And where is the other game? I know the Rams won the other game. I'm trying to find it on the schedule. Doing some tap dancing right now. Uh, there it is. They beat them 23-16 back in November. Um, Billy, where are you on this one? Seahawks minus three and a half at home. Yeah, I think it's got to be the Seahawks. I, every like The Seahawks, you can throw the ball in the Seahawks. They don't have much of a pass rush. It got a little bit better towards the end of the year. But um, I don't think the Rams have the ability to get into a shootout and win against Seattle. I don't think they have the offensive capability for that. Um, Seattle's going to be able to score points. The Rams will get, you know, a few, I think, because that Seattle defense isn't great, uh, but not enough to cover this one. So give me the Seahawks. 
Uh, official predictions for this one, Craig. Uh, my uh, official prediction would be Seahawks and the under. Seahawks minus three and a half with the under at minus 42 and a half. How about you, Billy? Official predictions for Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks and the over. I like to see a lot of points here, and I think they're going to give up way too much. I just think they're going to score. All right. Uh, I'm aligned with Craig, so we're going to make it a clean sweep on the Seahawks minus the three and a half, but I'm with Craig on the under. I think I'm picturing like a a 24-14 sort of game in in this one. So, uh, yeah, give me the the under and – that would be right under, though, 24-14. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't go down. Let's hope it's like 24-7. I'm going to lower that prediction based on the number that I just capped off there. Uh, last game of Saturday, the Saturday night game, Tampa Bay heads into Washington to take on the football team. The tail of the tape for this one, uh, the Washington, 16th in DVOA, 32 offensively, the worst-ranked offense in the National Football League, according to DVOA, third-ranked defense, 15th-ranked special team. So a true middle-of-the-road franchise, (laughs) according to DVOA. Uh, finished nine and seven on the year, won the playoffs in the, uh, or made the playoffs are hosting based on having won one of the worst divisions of all time. They go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ranked second in DVOA, third, fifth, 26. So the special teams are, are a spot of, uh, somewhat consternation for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, records against the spread. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were nine and seven. And the Washington football team, 8-6-2. A couple of pushes this year for the Washington football team. Both teams very well uh, did very well against the spread. Current line on this one, Bucks minus 8 in Washington. This is the third time in the history of the National Football League that there is a home team giving more than a touchdown in a playoff game. Can you name the other two? Uh, gotta be the uh, Seahawks when they beat the Saints with the uh, beast mode run. That's that be one is of one of them. Yep, that was another nine and seven team. Or seven and nine. Seven and nine. Sorry, you're right. Hell of a run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one, Craig, yeah. you should be able to get this one. Oh, uh, the Tebow Broncos when they hosted Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, and you'll notice both of those teams won that game outright. They so sure did. The teams giving more than a touchdown at home in a playoff game are two and zero. We'll see if the football yeah, team teams won those games with like iconic, incredibly memorable plays because yep. uh, the 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 beast mode, the beast quake run, obviously everyone remembers forever. And of course, the Tim Tebow to Demarius Thomas first play in overtime situation mm-hmm. as well. Wow, that was oh, the first uh, first time with the new overtime playoff rules too. For the first play that occurred in with the new first, overtime first rules, play he scores yep. a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, that is. Uh, yeah, I can't believe I didn't know. I can't believe I got the Seattle one before I got the Denver one. Uh, yeah. Well, well the Beastquake one was is super super memorable. I, like, I, not to disparage the Tebow one, but the the Beastquake mode like launched a uh, <laughs> launched a franchise into a dynasty ish right. sort of scenario, right? That you're that they, they were one play away from winning two consecutive Super Bowls with that group, and they've been basically good ever since. That was pre Wilson, but still, you're right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I, I still want the Tampa Bay team. Though. <laughs> like, really? Like, I love oh. Chase Young. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll t- I love Chase Young. I do. I think that Tampa Bay has, like, they, they, they've got enough on the line. If everyone on the line is healthy, Marpet and worse, worse has had a fantastic year as a rookie. 
Um, I think they've got enough there that they can at least somewhat control the pass rush. Uh, Washington football team has a good defense. I just don't see a Washington football team scores points in this game. Like what, what, like how, like Tampa Bay's defense is good. They have legitimately good players. They've got good players in that defense and Washington football team's offense is, is, is lousy. It's, it's terrible. And you've got uh, Alex Smith running around on one leg or you have Taylor Heineke. I don't want anything to do with that. So I want, I want Tampa Bay minus the points. Uh, Billy, how do you feel about this one? Bucks get laying eight on the road. Yeah, it's too many. Um, I, I don't like going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, but uh, I, I think it's too many points when you're playing the game in Washington. Uh, I think you got to take the points here and, and take the under and just hope that it's a, a much more conservative football game. I don't think, you know, this is going to be a shootout. I don't think the Buccaneers, like they have a great offense, but the Washington is capable. Um, so I'm thinking a more conservative football game here. I don't see it being a huge blowout. I'll take the points and I'll take the under. All right. So Billy's official prediction, Washington plus eight with the under. You said, yep. yeah, with the under, um, I'm going to agree with Billy on one of them. I'm going to take Washington plus the eight. That's going to be my official prediction. I'm just on, if this was a regular season game and and this is a fallacy that some people have, I'm pretty sure I bring this up every year whenever we do the wild card thing, but I'm going to bring it up again. Um, this is a little bit of a fallacy that some people think is that once the playoffs start that, you know, upsets don't really happen, especially against the spread or that games aren't close. They just kind of look at it like, oh, the Bucks are way better than Washington. Whereas if this is a regular season game, I think we would all be on. Um, I, I think we would lean more towards the football team, but because this is a playoff game, there just, there just seems to be these like weird perceptions that Tampa Bay you're, can, can go out. And, you're, you're, you're right. But what I will say from my perspective is this. Yeah. Uh, and this wasn't the, a shot I, at you. I, I just Craig. don't I wanted, think I Tampa Bay is yeah. taking it easy. No, yeah. And I well, think in a regular season matchup gonna... these two, maybe Tampa Bay is like, oh, whatever, we'll do, we'll do what we do. Yeah, are we worried about Indomitian Sue not taking it easy on Alex Smith? Good Lord, right? Like, um, but yeah, that, that wasn't a, 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 certainly wasn't a shot at you or anything, Craig, because your logic is extremely sound. And it's like, like if you take, if you took the Bucks, and I'll, I will also say, taking the Bucks, if like, if you take the Bucks and then Washington covers, you can go, oh, well, I guess Washington, you can go, it's like, oh, they, well, Tampa Bay was this, probably the, the right side. I just, you know, they just didn't, uh, weren't, you know, maybe they got backdoored or whatever. Sometimes that'll happen. Where if I'm, uh, like, Bill and I are taking Washington, and if the Bucks just blow them out by, like, 30, we're going to, I'm going to be like, why did I do that? Why did I take Washington? But I feel so st- stupid. So stupid, <laughs> right? Like, why would well, I do and, that? <laughs> again, I don't know if I got cut off there because my connection was a little bit funny, but at some point, sometimes you just have to say to yourself, who do you want, Tom Brady or Andrew Alex Smith? Yeah. Oh, one thing that is one thing that is uh, tough for my answer is Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But the one thing that one trepidation you should have with Tom Brady, this is a primetime night game. This is this game is past Tom Brady's bedtime. He <laughs> he was he was zero in in primetime games this season. Yep. So now, weren't all three of those? Didn't all three of those losses come against playoff teams? Yes, Saints, Bears, and Rams. Yes, they all did. Technically, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're counting the Bears as a playoff team, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you see, Washington football team technically counts as the playoff team too. Um, but yeah, I, I will say this from the perspective of um, Washington football team: I think they're like one playmaker on offense, one left tackle, 
and one quarterback away from having really having something here because the defense is legitimately good. They've got Terry McLaurin. They've got some really good guys in the line and they've got, uh, they've obviously got, um, they've got, they got Chase Young. And that's the basically, that's the second yeah. hardest thing to find is elite game changing pass rusher. And they've got that and they've got that for a long time locked up for, for a, a small amount of money. So if I'm, if I'm a quarterback and I understand that Daniel Snyder's involved and they'll probably find a way to mess this up. But if I'm a quarterback looking for a home this offseason, like a veteran guy who's, who's saying, hey, maybe I can start here. Maybe I can go there. I'm at, like, if, 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 if the Lions come to me and I'm Matt Stafford and they say, oh, yeah, we can trade you to Washington football team or we can trade you to, you know, pick another team that's sort of in the, in the quarterback wilderness here, I would want to go to Washington football team. I would feel as though they're that close to contending if they got that situation figured out. That's true. They're that's one true. good they're one good draft away from being yep. real good, especially with that yep. coaching staff and whatnot that is like in but yeah, again, the the, the Snyder thing is what looms over everything like the sort yeah. of gamer please, unfortunately. Anytime and you know, like, you know, for all we know at some point Daniel Snyder is going to like say something horrific to Chase Young and he's gonna be like, fuck this. Because Trent Williams did that. Trent Williams is still really, really good at football. So that 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 potential always exists. Yeah, the uh, I got it. So I want the Bucks in the over. Yeah, Bucks uh, and the Bucks in the over. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna split the difference because I'm gonna I'm gonna be with Craig on the over, and I'm with Bill with Washington on the on the plus eight. Um, last thing I'll say about this game is Tom Brady, not the most mobile guy. Like if you if you're on Washington, like Bill and I are. You know, Chase Young's going to get some licks in on Tom Brady in this game. Oh, boy. He is not prepared. Uh, all right, heading over to Sunday. First up, the Baltimore Ravens head into Tennessee to take on the Titans in the – is this the second or – this is the third playoff round between these two, right? Uh, third. Is it the second? I thought – didn't they play two years yeah, ago? Yeah, it might be third all time, but they, they, they played two consecutive Oh, they've definitely played more than that because, I well, I remember the Titans played – all time they played because I remember the you – know, the, you know the George and whatnot Rams fa- or uh, Titans, yeah, faced off yeah. with the Ray Lewis guys a, a couple of times. Is that three in a row? Because Ravens got beat by the Colts two years ago, right? They got beat by the Chargers in Lamar's first playoff start. Chargers beat. That's them. what it was. It was the Chargers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, because I I knew it was against well, Phil Rivers, and I was thinking about Phil Rivers on the Colts. Yeah. The the Chargers had this really really great game plan that people have sort of copied a little bit since then, which is. Oh yeah, we're gonna play four defensive linemen and six, de- or, uh, one linebacker and six defensive backs, and we're gonna see who Lamar can outrun. He couldn't outrun people, and and things got weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you look think- up that Baltimore Titan stuff while I give you the tail of the tape real quick. So here we go. Baltimore seventh in DVOA, eleventh uh, in offense, ninth in defense, second in special teams. My goodness, they go up against the fourteenth ranked. Tennessee Titans, uh, fourth best offense, 29th ranked defense. Ooh, that's bad for Vrabel. Supposed to be a defensive guy. Special teams, 28. Um, so on record of just DVOA, you would have the Ravens as a big favorite, and so does Vegas. The spreads for these two particular teams, Tennessee Titans, 7-9. and nine. Baltimore Ravens, 10-5-1. and one. An excellent spread team this year. Uh, is the Baltimore Ravens. They are laying three and a half on the road. This is somewhat peculiar to me. I also the like Titans the fact are, that... Titans are the most obvious pick this weekend. Yeah. Me. I, I think so, too. I do, I'm, not, I do not understand this line at all. 
I, it's got to be public, right? Um, other than the Buffalo Bills, I don't think anybody's looked better than the Baltimore Ravens. Like with with the exception of the Buffalo Bills, or in, in, in the past like month, nobody's looked better than the Baltimore Ravens. They look like yep. they figured figured stuff out. They had that big prime time uh, victory in the Monday night game against Cleveland. Um, defense is playing a lot better. They're they figured out their running game with the uh, who who wears twenty seven for them, which J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins. Yeah, I was gonna say Gibson. Uh, makes you think right. Ray Rice doesn't. He has the same type of body too. Yeah, and it's just like ooh, but uh, I guess you know take the number back. <laughs> take it back for the good people, I guess. There, yeah. uh, Mr. Dobbins. Um, yeah, this line was the easiest. Uh, to, like when I looked at it, 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 it I no hesitation, I no thought, second thought. I thought this was going to be a pick. I really yeah. thought this. Was- pick when I was thinking about the lines before they came out. I'm like, oh yeah, that's about to pick them. And I think uh, Bill, we were saying that on, on Sunday because we were hanging out on Sunday. And didn't we say like, oh yeah, this is about to pick them, right? I, I would have considered favoring Tennessee. Now that said, Baltimore's just had a really good run, you know? Mm-hmm. What I will say about Baltimore's run though, and this is one of the reasons I'm picking the Titans, is an offense that looks the heck of a lot like the one they're about to play. But, but a better version of that so Cleveland runs a lot of the stuff Tennessee does, and they, they run a, you know the same packages. We're going to run the ball first, play action, all that stuff. Tennessee is Cleveland's offense, but better. Mm-hmm. Cleveland put up 42 points, or whatever it was last time these two teams played. 42. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And I, I have a feeling, and we've seen Derrick Henry run over this exact group of players several times now. I suspect that's what we're going to see on Sunday. Obviously, game script is something and get away from Tennessee, but I suspect we're going to see some of that. And to me, the way to make the Titans' defense look bad is to chuck it over their corners, and that ain't Lamar. That's that's not how this works. So I will take. Uh, yeah, it looked like it against Cincinnati, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you meant? Sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to say uh, there. Uh, the, this is the fourth time these two franchises met in the playoffs, and the first and that. Uh, uh, each team has won. Uh, each team has won two meetings, or fifth time rather. And each team has won uh, uh, two of the first four meetings. So oh, uh, they met last year. They met in 2008, which was a win for uh, Baltimore. That year, Tennessee was 13 and three and had the number one seed, and they lost in the divisional round. And the Tennessee beat the Ravens in 2003, um, and then they also uh, lost to the Ravens uh, back in 2000 in that, was that a Super game. Super Bowl year for the Ravens, yeah. No, uh, yes, that absolutely was a Super Bowl year. So the Ravens, remember, were a wildcard team, made a run there. Uh, Tennessee uh, was 13 and three that year and lost uh, lost in their uh, first playoff game against Baltimore. So there's uh, there's some history with these two teams as far as uh, uh, being highly seeded. So this four five matchup is a little bit different than what we're used to because remember, of course, Baltimore was the one seed a year ago. Uh, I think Tennessee wins this game though. Yeah, I I you mentioned game script there, Craig. To me, this is the game script bowl where. Like, whoever whoever gets out to a lead is going to be in a way better spot. Yeah, absolutely. Because if Tennessee gets out to that lead and then they can grind out Baltimore, and Baltimore is n- like in the Lamar Jackson era, they have not been a team that play. If they get down two scores historically, that is not a good spot for them when they got to get away from what they do and start chucking it a little bit. Whereas you know, same thing. If Baltimore is able to to get up quick and then and you know kind of get Tennessee away from what they want to do, it, it like this this I don't necessarily foresee a comeback in this game is 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 what i'll say i think whichever team gets out to a big lead does it uh the one hesitation i have um last week i floated the prospect of uh will tennessee you know try to get uh, derrick henry that 2000 yards and i believe craig that you suggested yeah but only if they want to wear his legs into nubs 
Well, here we are, <laughs> an old nubby leg. Derrick Henry's got to head out there and uh, yeah. get her done. Good they, for him, though. Eighth man with two two K. Yeah, they needed because they can't stop anybody. But uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson are very different quarterbacks, is what I will say. As far as yeah. uh, um, and I know that some people would say, well, they're they're pretty similar. They are not similar <laughs> when no. it comes to. When it comes to throwing the football, they are not similar. Uh, there's one thing about these players that is similar, and I'll let you guess what it is. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Right. It's that, that's that's true, what it, when yeah. it comes to throwing the football. They're they're not similar players. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that this is uh, this is this is a, a Tennessee win, and I think that it's a relatively uh, a calm Tennessee win. So I want the Titans, and I think this is the easiest line of the week by by a long shot. All right. Uh, Billy, what are you thinking on this one? Baltimore minus three and a half. You know what? Baltimore, like I said before, went on a great run. But that great run was Cowboys, Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. Uh, Mm. The Browns were in there as well. But those are, I mean, four of the worst teams in the league. Can you read those Uh, names again for me, Bill? Cowboys, Jaguars, Giants, Ravens. Or, sorry, Giants, Bengals. So, Lindley... Colt McCoy slash Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton slash whoever, and yeah. Jacksonville's cadre of, of Mike Glennon. So, yeah, not, not exactly. Not, not Ryan Tannehill. And I know some people are not necessarily Ryan Tannehill believers even still, but he has a yeah. very good on this offense. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and before that, they lost to the Steelers and the Patriots and, and the Titans the three weeks before that. You know, like, yes, they went on a nice run. I don't know if it's a nice enough run to to make them have to, to lay points with them in Tennessee. So give me the yeah. time. I'm I'm perfectly content with that. I think the Titans defense still needs work and I think the Ravens will be able to score. So give me the over for that reason, even though it's a high line. Um I think we'll see some points in this game, but I think we'll see the Titans win. I am 100% in sync with you, Bill. Give me Titans plus the three and a half with the over on the 55 and a half in this game. Um, yeah. I want the same thing you guys do. And I think that the over might be one you have to sweat a little bit and like, oh, I hope Baltimore gets this garbage time touchdown for me. They'll get it. All right. Give, so we, give we've me, got yeah, a, Titans we've, in Titans in the over. We've got a, we've got a little, little two game parlay here. It sounds like we've got a Bills under. Titans over ticket for this weekend. I think let's uh, let's uh, let's see if we can add to it. Let's let's see if we can add to it. Uh, Four o'clock game. The Chicago Bears. uh, Now we've entered the drags. Although great to see you here. Matt Nagy. Welcome back. I'm so glad to have you in my life for at least another year uh, as as he got re-upped. And then um, boy, this is uh, for Mitch Trubisky. This is his I got to do something game, right? (laughs) Like if he if he looks even remotely competent. Already done enough to be their quarterback. I don't know if he goes out in a playoff game and completely poops his pants. I I think there'll be enough uh, that the Bears will be like, okay, we can move on from this guy. But if he looks even remotely competent in this game, he I I think they'll go back to him. But uh, we can discuss that right after I give you the tale of the tape. The New Orleans Saints number one Uno in DVOA seven two. Five going up against Chicago, 15th in DVOA, worst-ranked DVOA team, uh, not named Washington. So the Titans, Chicago and Washington, 14, 15, and 16, respectively. Uh, 25, 8, and 8. So good defense, good special teams. Offense has just been terrible uh, for most of the year for Chicago. 
The records against the spread, Bears 8-8, eight and eight, New Orleans Saints 9-6-1. So two very decent teams against the spread, two reliable teams against the spread. Line on this one, Saints minus 9.5, over under 47.5. Highest line of the wildcard weekend, Saints laying 9.5 at home. Um, I got to take the Bears here. I don't like it one bit. Uh, I took them last week and regretted it instantly, and they were playing a team that is uh, more or less the same caliber as the Green Bay Packers, who fustigated them last week. But uh, uh, yeah, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna trust for all the same reasons I took the Bears last week. I'm gonna do it again. The offense is is playing a little bit better since they, they stopped going to those damn twelve sets, and. Uh, yeah, they, I, I like the defense against New Orleans, and, and both teams are kind of wonky on special teams, so maybe there'll be a defensive or special team score. Um, so I like Chicago plus the 9.5 with the over. Billy, where are you on this one? Uh, Bears getting 9.5 on the road. Whew, I hate it. Um, I really don't want to bet on the Bears, and I really don't want to lay I think i got to go with the Saints. The Saints are just such a better team. Like, the Saints defense was able to absolutely ruin uh, Tampa Bay. Like, I don't see a way in which Chicago gets more than 13 points in this game. Um, So, are you asking me if the Saints are going to score 23? The answer is yes. So, uh, I'm going to say I'll take the Saints. I'll take the under because I just don't think that Chicago is going to score that much. So, the Saints won't need to go crazy to win. Uh, give me the Saints in the under. All right. So Billy and I are uh, opposed on this particular football game. Craig, how about you? Bears and Saints. I'm with my brother. Uh, my reasoning is this. Uh, we've seen this uh, this Mitch Trubisky renaissance, whatever. He has played exactly one team in the top 16, top half of the league in DBOA on defense this season. That was the Atlanta Falcons, who somehow finished in the top half of the league on defense. Um, he was pulled in that game. Uh, so we were talking about this Mitch Trubisky resurgence, and oh yeah, he's looked a little bit better here, looked a little bit better. He's looked better against teams that are just not very good on defense. So I think that he's in for a rude awakening against the Saints this week. I think that the Saints win this game with relative ease, and the Bears' offense doesn't get anything done. So you are going New Orleans with the under? Yeah, I think like I think Chicago scores maybe a touchdown in this game. All right. Um. New Orleans Saints, since the Super Bowl, Beastquake to a nine and seven to a seven and nine Seahawks team. Yep. Uh, home playoff loss to Case Keenum. Home playoff no, loss to Kirk that, Cousins. That game was in Minnesota. That, was that game was oh, in okay, Minnesota. Yeah. The Case Keenum. Well, either so, way, playoff loss no, to Case that, Keenum. That said, they had that game won. They walked off the field, and that game was over, but, and then something ridiculous happened. Mm-hmm. They needed to play better against the Rams with the crazy yep. pass game. It should never come down to that. And mm-hmm. you're about to mention the fact that they lost in overtime to Kirk Cousins a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> like I can, I, can, I can picture it in my head, the Chicago Bears. I can picture Khalil Mack just doing some shit. And us having to, and, and, and it ruining the bears is the new Orleans saints pooping their pants again. And then letting the bears play the Packers next week instead of Brady 
you know, ins- instead of Brady Rogers, like we're supposed to get next week. Is that not is that, like is that, like how many times out of ten does that happen? Three? <laughs> yeah, it, uh, maybe two. But yeah, that okay. would be a really lousy outcome because I definitely want to watch um, Buccaneers versus Packers and Seahawks mm-hmm. versus Saints next weekend. That is what I'd like to be watching on my television. Yeah, I, I agree. So I'm, I'm going to go. I don't, want, I don't want some stupid Bears Packers game. It's going to be over in the middle of the second quarter. And you're going to see, you know, like in the, I, I just think the fourth quarter is going to start. And Adams and Rodgers are going to be standing next to each other on the sideline having a nice laugh because they're up by 30 oh, points. God. I want to watch game and i think the tampa bay is the way to deliver that that is darkest timeline for sure uh definitely darkest timeline um if, if, if the bears go to lambo next weekend that is what is going to happen yeah oh absolutely <laughs> and but like man the packers catch breaks like that all the time <laughs> the new orleans saints are perfectly capable of of having some sort of tragic loss to Mitch Trubisky. It'll be like a triple doink, except the ball will go in this time or something something akin to that. Uh, but you guys are on New Orleans. You guys are laying the points with New Orleans. And the under, I'm completely opposite with you guys. I'm taking, give me the Bears plus the over. Uh, so weird, wild stuff in this one. Um, last up. A divisional matchup. Third time these two teams meet uh, this year. One and one record amongst the two of them. Although the Browns squeaked out a uh, a, a Mason Rudolph revenge game. Boy, Mason wanted that game bad, didn't he? Woo, he wanted so badly to spoil the Browns playoff experience. Um, tail of the tape for this one. Pittsburgh Steelers, 8th in DVOA, 22nd offense, number one ranked defense, 14th ranked special teams. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, worst ranked DVOA team in the playoffs at 18, 9th best offense, 25th best defense, 27th best special teams. They will be going into this game without, should this game be played, although I think it will because I don't think there's any way in hell the uh, NBC, the uh, NFL delays playoff games for COVID, especially ones that are scheduled for the primetime Sunday night matchup. But here we are. This line opened up at Steelers minus five and a half. Since the COVID news has come out, it has dropped to Steelers minus six. I was on the Steelers at the minus four and a half. I'm still on them at the minus six. Over-unders, 47.5. Billy, how do you feel about this one? Steelers minus six. I don't know. Are we going to see the good Steelers we saw the first half of the season or the bad Steelers we saw in the second half? Um, minus six. I, I think I think I got to go with the Steelers here. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, I see no reason you're not going to see uh, the good version of the Steelers. I think they do have it together. They just had a bad run for a few weeks there. Um, I think the offense will figure it out a little bit. Um, I don't think the Browns are going to be able to. Ah, oh, six is a high line. Yeah, I still like the Steelers to win. I, I think I like the under here. I think you're going to see a hard fought, like a real tough game fought at the line of scrimmage. I'm thinking like. 13-10 kind of game. So give me the Steelers. Um, hopefully more points than that. But give me the Steelers and give me the under. Okay. I I feel the same way. I think that the Browns offense is going to struggle with defense. He's not around and he's not going to be there. So that's... They've been practicing in parking lots for the last two weeks. Yeah. 
Like, and they and they don't have a coach. I, like this Pittsburgh. They, like, they, like when when we checked the lines on Monday before this stuff came out, the Titans plus the three and a half was the easiest thing. It, it, in light of what happened on Tuesday and this morning, the Pittsburgh minus six is the easiest take of the week for me. I'm sorry, you can't go into a game with into a playoff game with without your head coach, like, especially one who probably deserves to be coach of the year. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I I agree. I just I, I can't do it. So I want Pittsburgh and I want the under because I just don't think Cleveland scores. Okay, I'm 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 making a clean sweep on Pittsburgh, but I got the I got the over on the 47 because I just I think Pittsburgh just really unleashes it in this game. And then you know the Browns will score a little bit because they presumably they're going to have all their wide receivers back and and Mayfield will be out there with Chubb and they that that offense is too good not to score even though they'll be missing their head coach, but. Um, I'm, I just I'm, think I'm on... we've seen what Baker with questionable play calling looks like, and it's it's not pretty. Fair. That's that is a fair fair assessment. But like, man, I I, I I'm feeling for the Cleveland Browns fans here because this is this is absolutely. Oh, it's, it's so shitty to it's so shitty to be in the playoffs yeah. for the first time in what is it, 18 years or whatever. It doesn't 18, matter. How... 19 years. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, is, yeah, is 19 years. Uh. And you got this is a good team like this, yeah. this, you know, like this is a good football team. And if there was no such thing as COVID, I would be looking very heavily at picking the Browns because I wouldn't trust the Steelers offense right now. But um, without Stefanski, it just I, I just I just have a feeling this is going to be a little bit ugly. So I will uh, I will take Cleveland. I mean, I'll take Pittsburgh, I should say, just because I just it's they're, they're going to win. And what I will say is this. Pittsburgh. Uh, if I were the Bills, I'd rather play Pittsburgh. If I were the Bills, I'd probably rather play even Baltimore, or Tennessee than the Colts. I just think that's an awkward matchup. But and if I'm yeah, the, yeah. if I if I'm the Bills, I'm annoyed by the fact that oh yeah, the teams in the AFC playoffs, we got the one that we would have wanted the least. But that's just mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, other than Kansas City, but they don't count. Yeah. I still think the Bills are gonna are gonna. Oh, I think the Bills win the game. I just think it's tougher this way. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I think we got us a ticket. I, th- I think we got us a ticket. We got us a Colts, Bills, and a Ravens, Titans ticket that we're gonna we're gonna do. I think so. I, I like that. Um, yeah, I just God, it sucks so much for the Browns that that happened. I I I, I just can't believe that. Yeah, but you got to be on Pittsburgh. Is it weird that um, Stefanski being out only moved it from four and a half to six? I mean, I think my opinion on that it op- is- it opened to three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. I, so I guess it moved it. I guess it moved well, the two and a half points. I think that's that's the most you can do for a coach. Yeah, because you can't go to seven, right? Because that's a, a a big number change, like going to set from the six to the seven, six which to is, seven is is pretty large. Yes. So yeah, so you can't, you know, you can't do that. Which is imagine why, which is why I imagine it uh, is going to. Because imagine it, six. If you're if you're the books and a bunch and some money came in on uh, Pittsburgh at the three and a half, and then a bunch of money came in on Cleveland at the seven. At the seven, that, yeah. Yeah, you're leaving yourself with a real large window there to lose twice, you know? Yeah, precisely. What, yeah, that's precisely the way. Because if it gets no, to the seven, not, the Sharps will come back not, in on the seven. Yeah, yeah, it's not getting to seven, I don't think. No, no, no chance. No chance. For that exact reason, too, is that it, it leaves them too big of a window to get middled, right? That'd be three and a half point window to get middled. Yeah, no way they Like, they if you, if you to go seven. to overtime, you're almost guaranteeing a middle. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so, so, oh, between exactly one field goal and exactly one touchdown, we get middled. Like, oh, okay, that's, those are awkward numbers to have as your, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're yeah. not going to do it. God, yeah, and it, it also sucks because, like, this is, like, this... 
this is the primetime matchup. But, like, I, I mean, Colts-Bills would probably be the, the, the second best game on paper this week. Rams-Seahawks, if it, if it, if the Rams had better quarterback I don't, I don't play, I guess. But... I just I, I think that the Rams are in a bad way with the quarterback situation, no matter who plays. Uh, I like yeah. Titans-Ravens, to be honest. Yeah, that's true, too. But, like, like, man, Browns-Steelers had some hate, right? Like, mm. Yeah, yeah Browns-Steelers have hate, that's true. I think, I think the game I might be looking forward to most is Titans-Ravens. Yeah. I think you're right, too, just to see if, because obviously, because that's got the ultra storyline of uh, Lamar trying to get off the schneid of uh, back-to-back playoff to trying to get a first playoff win, too, right? Goes against the team that, and this team didn't just beat them last year. They kicked their asses. Yes, so, that was yeah. a bad one. Unfortunately, if uh, Lamar does lose this game, Clayton Kershaw gets to uh, tap him on the shoulder and be like, sorry, this this belongs to you now. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, that's, that's the hot, yeah, that's the hot take world we wearing in. a World Series ring, no less. Yeah, true, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, this is, but that's the hot take world we live in, unfortunately. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, crossover podcast available with the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please uh, leave us a review on those platforms and uh, listen to us there. Pump up our numbers. That'd be great. Um, that is it for this week of course earlier this week we released our wonder woman 84 podcast we were joined by uh, brandon fleet from the exploding earths podcast and uh, also mike leapock made his triumphant return after a year off from the podcast and uh, rob was back on as we broke down all of the ups and the uh the many downs that were uh wonder woman 1984 unfortunately um i don't think we'll be pulling double duty next week although maybe we are because I don't know. Um, we'll discuss this off to- off pod, but uh, maybe Craig and I do a hockey preview because hockey starts on the 15th, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, good lord. So maybe maybe we take a look at, at at. I don't know if we'll do. I think maybe we'll just do a preview and talk about how weird this is and going in with the all Canadian division and and stave off from the gambling because I can't for the life of me and and tell me if you agree on this or not. I can't for the life of me. Feel find any reason to place money on NFL futures or sorry, NHL futures this year with, I haven't looked too closely at the over under lines for points, but I would agree that it would be pro- like, there are some teams that I would bet everything on them making the playoffs just because of the way the divisional setup goes. And yeah, I'm sure that those numbers are not worth your time. So I don't no, know. We'll, I, at them, talk about them. we'll at least take a look at them and see, maybe we would, because you know, we love to gamble. <laughs> So, so maybe that. But uh, you guys will definitely be back next week. And at some point, Craig and I will talk hockey. And it's not too far from the Royal Rumble, which means Mac is going to be on doing our annual Royal Rumble podcast. God, I love the Rumble. So good. Best best pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. I like I like it so much better than WrestleMania, even with uh, no crowds in the bill. Although this last year, I think they got the Royal Rumble in because it would have been last January. So, yeah, they got the Royal Rumble in uh, when there was still a crowd. So, uh, uh, you know, because – one of the peels of the rumble has always been like when, you know, Rowdy Roddy Piper may rest in peace, but like back when he was alive, it'd be like Piper's music hit and then old flabby tit, you know, Roddy Piper comes out there to throw some haymakers before he gets thrown over the top rope. And it's like, oh, that was fun. Uh, what are you going to do, though? Uh, so that will be it for this week. Craig and Bill, great time as always doing this with you. Good luck. And I'm glad we got a, 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 a ticket out of this one. That's uh, so great that uh, we were able to perfectly align on two full games, which is great. Uh, Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast. (laughs) 